0: Hello, everyone, and welcome fellow piercers and piercing enthusiasts to Real Talk, a piercing podcast from the minds of piercing professionals on the body modification industry and culture. Each episode, we will center on a common theme with a guest. We will cover topics including things such as piercing methods, industry topics, jewelry, and trends. I'm your host, Will Von Doom, a professional body piercer and proud member of the Association of Professional Piercers. So let's get straight to the point and dive into this week's topic.
1: welcome back everyone in this week's episode we decided to talk about one of the most dreaded things in our industry negative customer reviews and unhappy customers this is something we all know about and we all hate reading or experiencing it The awful feeling in your stomach as your eyes read these reviews results in a complete and utter feeling of worthlessness and the constant worry that it will affect your business. However, we know these are an unpleasant fact in this day and age when everyone has the ability to be a reviewer. So, how do we handle this? Do we fight back? Do we put on a grin and bear it? Or do we look at ourselves and try to improve? We sit down with this episode's guests. Piercer and owner of 616 Piercing in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Nick San Gregory comes back to give us a direct response with dealing with clients and tells us when it's okay to say enough is enough. While Brianna Sheehan of Mint Piercing gives her expertise as one of the most experienced front end staff veterans of the industry on how you can change these scenarios by connecting with clients and understanding where they're coming from. So without further ado, listen in as we tackle unruly customers. Talk about the importance of internet faces and how to grow from the experience.
2: Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. I'm
3: having a hard time here. Okay. Uh, hi, I'm Nick San Gregory. I own and operate and pierce out of Six Sixteen Piercing in Pittsburgh, PA, and I've been piercing for pff, twelve years or something like that.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then uh, I, sec- what I, said. Last time. I can't remember. You like went way into it last time. <laughs> yeah. So. So don't worry about it. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself as well?
2: Um, I'm Brianna Sheehan. I manage and do um, jewelry sales at Mint Piercing Studio in Iowa. Um, I've been in the industry for about 10 years now, strictly as um, counter help, management, jewelry sales, that kind of thing.
1: Cool. So the queen bee, as I, I like lovingly refer to them as.
2: I like that. Thanks.
1: Yeah, because if it wasn't for you guys, usually the hive would fall apart. So uh, uh, so yeah, so the reason why I had you folks on this week's episode is I wanted to talk about something that's more and more likely to happen in your studio or, or within this industry, um, especially with this time of the year and people spending money and being stressed about the holidays. This thing is something that's becoming more and more commonplace in not only our industry, but is essentially the bane of all small business owners. What we're going to be talking about today is upset customers and negative online reviews. So not only are both of you very honest, but it's also because you both worked at and or owned high volume businesses. And with this type of experience, you both are more likely to have experienced upset or possibly unreasonable customers. So... I wanted to take this time to not only discuss how you handle these customers and their reviews, but also to talk about how sometimes you have to handle unreasonable guests and their unremovable reviews. So um, let's jump right in here because I know you folks have some experiences and stories to tell. So how do you folks feel about Upset customers?
2: (laughs) I'm going to let Nick go ahead and go first on this one.
1: Yeah, loaded gun question. I
2: love it. Yeah, I feel like he has a lot more, like, recent experience with that, especially reviews. So I'm going to let him go first and kind of play off that.
3: Well, you can't please them all. I try my damnedest, but at the end of the day, like, you can't please them all. I don't know. It's interesting. So we do get a lot. We get a lot of really, really phenomenal clients, right, as we all do. And you kind of ride that high horse, and then out of the blue or out of nowhere, you know, someone just comes in and shits on your day, and Mm. everything is your fault. Mm -hmm. The problem that I have with it is that I own it. I manage it, I pierce it out of it, like everything is me, and uh, me and Lindsay. So Mm -hmm. six days a week, we deal with absolutely everything. So it's like, you know, it's heartbreaking when someone comes in, and they just like, take their entire shitty day out on you. You know, it's like, Oh, I didn't have a bad day. You know, Mm -hmm. it's it's just about you and your bad day. Um, But then, you know, honestly, like for the most part, what I try to do is keep a level head. I try to just listen to them, let them fully kind of tear me a new asshole, (laughs) you know, because they just want to tell you how they feel. And even if they're wrong, you just listen through and through and through. And I I give them feedback, you know, and it's not always what they want to hear. So sometimes they storm out the door. I do my best to, I don't, I've, I've stopped trying to make them as like, make sure that they leave as happy as possible. Mm -hmm. Now my, my goal is to make sure that they are understanding of what's happening and why as calmly as possible, as calmly a word, as calm as possible, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it doesn't always work in my advantage though. And then I just get shit on, but I tried my best. And then Mm -hmm. I just remind myself that, you know, unfortunately you can't please them all. And it's a, what is it? It's a lesson, you know, try, Mm
2: -hmm.
3: try and navigate that better next time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think one of the things that is unfortunate and it, it seems to be part of our, our culture too, that like, I mean, even on events like Black Friday and like Christmas sales and stuff, you mm. see posts on social media that just basically say like, don't forget like retail workers are people too. And it's pretty awful that we have to remind ourselves that like, they're not yeah. just servants for us when we go somewhere, yeah. you know, like please. And thank you goes a long way. And of course there's going to be people who are upset and people that are just upset for what you think is like, the smallest reason or not a valid reason, but to them it's like the only thing on this planet that matters so yeah. it's it's a very it's uh it's like walking a tightrope, you know like you have to you know not lean too much of being a nice person and let them walk all over you or just kind of like mm-hmm. go back and forth to figure out you know exactly where you stand like with that like certain customer because every one of them is different yeah uh, if like a bunch of people come in with all the same issue, I mean that's a that's a whole nother problem, but more right. often than not, it's just singular incidents.
3: I think a really interesting facet to this is that a lot of people don't really think about too much is what we deal with on a, on a consistent enough basis is, is, is it's retail, right? So what we deal with is everybody going, what are you going to do for me?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: To which I want to respond, what the fuck have you done for me? <laughs> <laughs> um... But the, you know, okay. But so the, Obviously, obviously, that's a load of crap. They came in, they supported our business. They're being, you mm-hmm. know, they're telling their friends this at the other. But what you, what, what I've come, to, what we've come to realize is we kind of have to weigh out the pros and cons of this situation. At the end of the day, are they going to be happy with anything at all, or did they just come for just just mm-hmm. come to blow off steam? And if they just came to blow off steam, I'm going to just let them mm-hmm. because it doesn't. It doesn't have to affect me. Like within the first 30 seconds, you can tell if somebody, I think within the first 30 seconds, you can tell if somebody is just in there to blow off steam because you're their most recent problem on top of a bad day, right? You're the icing on the cake Mm
2: -hmm.
3: or, you know, there's a legitimate problem that we can handle. And if I know that there's nothing I can do to make this person happy, I'm just going to hear them out and say, Hey, you know, here's what I can offer. If that's not enough, I'm, I'm sorry. There's not much more I can do for you. And let that play out. Sometimes that means that we get chewed apart on Yelp as well. Sometimes that means they just got to blow off their steam and go away. I've even had people come back and apologize and say, I really shouldn't have done that. I had a bad day, you know? And it's like, I could tear back into them, but what difference is, what good is that going to do? Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. I feel like it's um the, the original question of like, how do you feel about upset customers is, is really difficult to answer because of how many, different situations are thrown at us um and i've kind of gotten like i've kind of turned into a softy with it like and i'm not upset about it because i've noticed that the more i kind of dig into where the aggressiveness is coming from like with clients the more i'm figuring out how to handle them and kind of like it kind of helps both of us so i think a lot of people might view it as like, well, you just let people walk all over you or you just give them what they want. But it's like, I feel like doing that and really navigating the conversation or the way that it goes, you still are in control of it. You are just allowing them to be heard. And a lot of times that is really all it takes with people that are, that are upset about something. Um, you know, I've had people walk into, into Mint and they just kind of like look mad already for no reason. I'm like, you know, I haven't even said or done anything, but they just look pissed. And um, specifically, like in our, in our one location that we just opened, there's a lot of women that I kind of like, I have to feel out before I'm super comfortable And it's like, it's like this, uh, this process of like letting them talk a lot and asking how their day is. And like this one specific woman was annoyed because everywhere she goes, she hears Ariana Grande. And I was like, well, (laughs) I like made a joke. I was like, I swear if that comes on, I'll just switch it instantly. I got you. And she like instantly turned into a different person, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but she definitely met me with some like aggression. So I, while I want to be like, annoyed with upset customers. It, they're just like people and I try to figure out how to navigate them to get the situation to go the way that I want it to go. So I kind of feel like it's a little bit of both. Um I don't think people should be able to walk all over you, but I think if people are they're just being like they have like an attitude or like a weird thing about them for no reason, I try to figure it out. Whereas like in the past, you know, if I worked at studios that were busier like saint sabrina's a lot of those t- a lot of those times it happened i was like i don't i don't give a shit what's what their problem is like this is the 80th person i've talked to today so whatever the problem is like i don't care
3: right well yeah i think a lot of that's super interesting because like you're saying it, it kind of comes down to what are they how are they approaching you how can you reapproach them yeah you know? and uh sometimes you just you just gotta like smile and say, okay. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I had, I had a woman come in not too long ago and she, you know, it was for, it was for a kid. And, and these two women uh, ended up being awesome clients. Their children are awesome clients of ours, but our initial interaction was God awful. And this was the first person I actually snapped on in a long time. Uh And when I did that, it, it stopped the whole thing. And she, she listened back because it was, it was a really crazy scenario which but what it brings me to was was this is like any studio that deals with children we know how to navigate as best we can working with the child right
0: so sometimes
3: not saying that these grown-ass adults are children but sometimes they are and they come in and you're not really sure how they're feeling or why they're feeling or whatever but we have a goal in mind you need to walk out here feeling good whether it be with a piercing or a new piece of jewelry so how do i get there i can't just get there by saying hi what can i do for you you know like maybe maybe you you change the music or maybe you i don't know bullshit with them about the 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 sports game going on something silly just to get mm-hmm. to get to them but that was just to go to that point that this woman came in we tried to call her twice. We've tried to email her and we don't text because fuck that people don't get my actual number. But, you know, we tried to contact. That's dangerous. Them. Yes, we have tried to contact them several times. And because we have a policy, if there's a children, if there's a minor booked on our schedule, we call them and make sure that that they have read everything on our website and that they are coming with the proper paperwork so that we don't have any hiccups when they come in, you know, because nothing's worse than. Oh, I don't have this. Will this work? And nothing works. And then they're pissed. So,
2: and then you have to send them home.
3: Yeah. So she yeah. comes walking in the door and she goes, We said, Hi, you know, we, how are you doing? And we get to talking and go to fill out paperwork. She doesn't have the paperwork. And we said, uh, You know, Lindsay's sitting there talking to her for a couple minutes and this woman's just starting to raise hell. So I come out from the back and I try to defuse the situation. And I said, Ma'am, I'm really sorry, but, you know, I'm trying to meet you in the middle here, but without. This paperwork, I, I can't do anything for you. You know, like I can move your appointment. You know, you can you can email me documents, whatever. You know, I'm I'm, I'm like trying to meet her in the middle,
2: mm-hmm. and
3: she's agreeing, but then she's going back on it, and she just starts snapping at me. At this point, at this point, my eyebrow kind of twitched while I'm <laughs> listening to her snapping at me, right? Which means that I've shut off and I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Let's just be fair. I shut off. I'm just letting her yell at me so I can so I could say, ma'am. I'm really sorry. Here's what, my... and she stops yelling at me, whatever the hell she was saying, and goes, "Don't smirk at me. I see you smirk at me, right?"
1: Ah, uh, mm-hmm. I like I... know what's coming. It's like a bad yeah. horror movie. Yeah. Like you're waiting for the jump scare. Yeah, yeah.
2: I could like, s- I could like see the face that you might have been making if she said that. <laughs>
3: like, mm-hmm. I, I looked, because I, I was looking at her when it happened. My eyebrow kind of twitched, and I probably did smirk a little bit. I was holding it back. I mean, you know, it's funny when people go, "Oh, he was mean." No, you haven't even seen the start of it, right? <laughs> like this is this is. So I look at my computer. I look at the schedule, and just to run through one more time, like how much time we have to deal with this nonsense. And I turned back to her, and I said very abruptly, "It was much meaner than all of this, but I was just like, I don't give a shit if I pierce your kid today or not. At this point, I've given you every in and out we can possibly go with." You asked me to meet you in the middle. I met you far beyond the middle. If you don't give me that fucking paperwork within the next 15 minutes, I'm not doing anything for you and you don't ever have to come back. I'm tired. Go away or do what you have to do, right? (laughs) And she she stopped, which I which while I was doing this, I was like, you fucked up. Oh my God, did you fuck up? Why would you ever do that? Like, And it's still coming out and I'm saying to myself, don't, don't, don't stop. Lindsay's looking at me wide-eyed like, you idiot, right? Mm -hmm. so while this is happening this woman's jaw drops and she's like you know what you're right I was like thank you can we please move forward what would you like to do would you like to drive home and get the paperwork or would you like to call your husband or your sister or somebody and have them just forward it to me
2: Mm -hmm.
3: and she so her her friend comes walking in the door she looks at her friend and now all of a sudden she wants her attitude back tells her friend oh my god can you believe they won't do this blah 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 and her friend looks at her and goes so go get it. Why didn't you bring? Yeah. It? yeah. So she gets up, she leaves. We pierce her friend. And it, and and I'm not even kidding you, she came back. She can't cuz she had no idea how a piercing studio works. She just thought this was like going to that store in the mall, right? And yeah. so so she comes back, we pick out the jewelry. You know, we get everything squared away. She comes back in the piercing room. She looks me dead in the eye and she goes, thank you for taking such good care of me and my kids. This is a way better experience than I ever imagined. I shouldn't have acted like that. Crazy. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have yelled at you, but I was pretty tired of it. And she was just like, no, you you should have. I needed that. And I was
2: like, cool. Man. Yeah, that's like a that's a like a pretty wild outcome. Like I would never assume that if I talked to someone that way, it would go that way. But I I guess it's like, sometimes even in your personal relationships with people, all it takes is for someone to lose it at you. And you're like, Oh man, sorry. Yeah. Like, sorry, you know, <laughs> I was being an yeah. asshole, but I think it's probably easier for you to make calls like that because you are like that shop is you. Um yeah. I've always worked for a, you know, a company or another person. So it's been a huge learning process for me to handle things like that. The way I think, the owner of the studio would want it to be handled. And um, I think, you know, at Mint, we're kind of lucky, like we don't have a ton of problem clients, but it does happen. And it's like I said, it's more like a slow navigation of it. For me, I try to be, you know, careful with it. I That being said, I don't let there's a lot of stuff that's like, obviously not okay to happen, but we don't run into it a ton here. I feel like you know, when I was visiting at your shop, a lot of your clients there, I think just because you're more like city than what I'm used to. It was tough. I was Mm -hmm. like, you know, it had been a while since I've had to really um, like work that hard with people.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And it it definitely like put me to the test. And I was like, wow, I you know, I'm kind of lucky to have pretty reasonable clients and only some issues here and there. But I think it depends on where you're at and the kind of people you're you're working with every day because I mean your shop and mint and St. Sabrina's and any other they're just so different yeah it's hard to say exactly how to how to act in those situations
3: and you should never ever do what I did right like that was something out of out of like one of those movies where like (laughs) <laughs> they, show, they show inside the person's head while they're sitting there smiling. Yeah. And the thing was, is I, I, had, I had just dealt with something else and I was kind of pushed to my limits where I was just like, I have bent over backwards and I don't really feel that I need to. Mm. And at this point, you're just telling me that I'm wrong when, in fact, you just don't need to be here. Yeah. So, and I don't want to say you don't need to be here. Like, of course, I wanted her business and I and I wanted her little girl to, you know, get a couple of earlobe piercings and be stoked. You know, I, I wanted a good scenario, but she was just pushing and her kid was upset. And like, you know, it was one of those scenarios where, where I, I got, I got pushed too far and I will never, well, I can't say that for sure, but you know, I really (laughs) hope to never, ever do that again. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was, it was definitely kind of this breaking point where I felt that this client needed to be told no. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when that happened before, you would come around and then you'd come around and you notice that a lot of people kind of come in very combative from the get go. And we I think we have really awesome clients. So if we have any clients listening, I'm not trying to complain about them. But the we have really awesome clients, but it's a little bit more abrasive. Sometimes you, you get met with, uh, hey, how are you? What can we do for you? What would you like? Nose piercing. Cool. Check out some jewelry. What do you think? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> OK, yeah. well. You know, and you ask all these questions, and you keep getting met with "I don't know." And you're inside. You're just kind of going, "Please meet me somewhere." Yeah, meet, just just try and meet me in the middle. Like I've done everything in my power, and then they leave and they go. They weren't helpful at all.
2: Oh, How? That's, my, that's my least favorite thing to be called—not helpful. There was <sighs> there was an upset customer at Mint that um, she emailed Leo and said. This is the only this is one of two bad reviews I've ever personally received in my life. And I take them very, like, really hard. Um, she emailed Leo basically just saying that she'd talked to a different counterperson one day and that like her experience with that counterperson was great and that I just am not very helpful. And for like a week straight, I just kept giving Leo so much shit. I was like, Yeah, I would take out the trash, but I'm not helpful. So, <laughs> so I guess I won't. <laughs> Um, but it it was for no other reason other than like, I think she just connected a lot better with our other counter person. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, like I said, I took it really, really hard and she still comes in all the time. And now I just, you know, I do my best to be super friendly with her and do exactly like help her with the jewelry she wants to get because she pretty much goes for the same thing every time. And I kind of just took that one as like. You know, I initially, when she first came back, I was like, I was upset. And I was like, I inside, I kind of wanted to be shitty to her because I, right. I knew. Well, knew like, she like you don't that like me. What are you doing back? Yeah, it's like, I know that you don't like me. You told my boss you don't like me. So why would I even try to be nice to you? But I had to like, it's like an internal battle with myself, you know, like, right. what is it going to do if I'm just rude to this person from here on out? It's going to make it way worse. So. A small misunderstanding can turn into this like awful client employee relationship that lasts until forever. So, I just like put it put it in the back of my head, and I acted like I didn't even know she she wrote him that email.
3: Right?
1: Yeah, our industry has like a really weird thing. We we're, we're not a hundred percent a service industry. Mm. And we're not a hundred percent a retail industry, but like let's be honest, like service and retail get shit on all the time, yeah, uh, and it, it's one of those things like how how many times have you been out and someone is like an a- absolute awful tipper are like really rude and obnoxious to like a server, mm. and then like really bad at someone who can't help them find something at a store, so it's it's when someone comes to a studio and, and going back on what Nick was saying with like a lot of first timers, Mm -hmm. like they have no idea what they're walking into. Yeah. And, and the only thing that they have to compare it is, you know, those terrible tattoo reality shows where it's like, Oh my God, I'm going to come in here. I'm going to tell you my life story. You're going to be my therapist. I'm going to figure all these things out. And you're just like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. Like, yeah. And they fucking do. They absolutely do. That's the big thing. I mean, like, uh, that's what they know because that's what yeah. they think and that's what they see. So it's it's very hard to be like, "Hey, this is your first time. Like, let me walk you through on how we do things." And they're, yep. and some are really receptive to it, and some are like, "No, this is the experience that I saw. This is the experience I want," and kind of go from there yeah you get
3: all types of different things right so you get um you get the people that tell you what they want because they saw it on instagram but the interesting thing is different you know we were talking about different areas different piercers different studios like maybe your studio regulations allow you to do certain piercings with certain jewelry where mine doesn't Mm And so they see these things and they think that's the norm and i can't blame them for that that's what you see you know it's it's uh, we do it all the time with different things, but that doesn't matter. So, you know, people come in and they say, I want this piercing with this piece of jewelry. OK, um, well, in our studio, it doesn't quite work like that. We're going to go about it this way and we do our best to explain it in a non confrontational way, but very much just a, just like a quick educational. You don't want to lose them. You don't want to no. sound superior like they're stupid. You just you just want to give them a bit of information to run with. <clears throat> And then they go, "Well, my friend did it." I saw it on is You can watch their eyes glaze over. Yeah, and you just go, "Hey, hey, hey, come back, come back, come back." You know, I'm not telling you, <laughs> you you're stupid and wrong. I'm telling you that that doesn't work the way that you think it does. So let me let me set you up with something that's going to work the best. Well, what do you know? Oh, what the fuck do I know then? You know, and it's like, yeah. and in my studio policy is I don't give you what you want just because you want it. Yeah, I don't. I will not do it. I'm not. I'm. You know, we we're out to provide a a comfortable, safe, professional experience. And sometimes that means we have to say no to your original idea and change things up a bit. And I think most people are really receptive and super awesome and trust the professionals. Some people just don't like yeah. that. And, and the unfortunate thing for that is instead of just saying, okay, I'm going to go try my luck elsewhere, which by the way, you can just keep to yourself and go do it instead of telling me, <laughs> but instead <laughs> of doing that, they tell you that you're an asshole and it's like okay thanks
1: thanks yeah i
2: feel like that scenario is definitely one where um you can you can run into getting bad reviews or unhappy customers is when because all of all of the a lot of the photos available to people on instagram and pinterest and even on like certain jewelry companies websites they're not practical um setups for jewelry or even piercings that actually exist so when you have people coming in with these photos of like dream piercings with dream jewelry and you have to let them down it's like that's where you as as the professional can really like fail at that conversation or make Mm -hmm. it work in your favor um and we have to deal with those ones constantly where it's like it's always like anti-tragus and snug piercings or like weird inner ear piercings with jewelry that it just would never work
1: Um,
2: and you know we're lucky enough that we we have a pretty um slow paced studio that we can take the time with each person and really like get to know them and talk with them and and make sure that they understand that our main goal is to is to make them happy like we're here to make them Happy with with whatever decision they make with their piercings, and telling someone no to like their dream is really is really hard to do. And yeah, it's, it's really tough to make them believe that you have their best interest in mind because you're just a stranger to them, and you're telling yep. them no.
1: Yeah, you have to elegantly tell them no without sounding like an asshole. That's, exactly. It's and it's like, a yeah, it's a dance like back yeah. and forth,
2: and a lot of times. Um, Like I think Nick noticed that I did this a lot at his studio is I just let people talk a lot. Like even though they're saying things to me that are incorrect and I know are wrong, I just let them keep going, you know, um, you know, let people tell me that this kind of jewelry doesn't work when I know that it does. It's just like, they just want to be heard. (laughs) Yeah. But that one,
3: that particular one did not work out in our favor.
2: That was I remember specifically when that went wrong. and (laughs) Yeah, that was tough. That was a tough one. Um, But like, but yeah, people just wanting to be heard and they're saying all these incorrect things that kind of like make you cringe and inside you're dying. But I let them finish talking and then I'll be like, okay. You know, in my head, I've made notes of all of the six things they said that were wrong. And I like slowly try to piece it together into this conversation that I'm having with a human, not just like a client, you know? Yeah, that Nick is talking about a a specific interaction we had with with somebody that left us a really bad review. (laughs) I think (laughs) I'm pretty sure.
3: So it's interesting because that actually was going piss poor from the beginning.
2: It was, yeah, it was pretty brutal.
3: Um, this, I don't even care. She can hear it. Uh, this, this woman walked in oh. and what, what it, I mean, what, what are the chances? But either way, this woman no, walks it's in right. and tells, you know, it's, I'll try and make a long, long story short of it, but she, she comes in and she says, I want this jewelry, that jewelry, whatever. And Brianna's, you know, talking her through jewelry options and every single thing Brianna says was no, was like I block. want, I want this. Yeah. So we go okay fine you can have this ring in your helix no i want that one that's not going to work you can have the you know this back and forth it's not going to work so finally we reach a point where where i had spoken up because it just was going nowhere and i'm sitting at the computer and i kind of i kind of glance over i walk over and i i put my two cents in very calm i wasn't even just like hey stop being stupid you know i like tried to tried to just help and she get she kind of fucking side-eyed me and goes back to it and doesn't want to hear what we have to say. So she picks out, um, at the end of the day, hates all the prices, hate everything we have to say, picks out a um like a steel captive ring mm-hmm. with a with a with a with a bezel stone of some kind. And agrees to the price, agrees to the situation, and we said, Hey, you know. All of this aside, we just simply wanted to warn you about some simple complications that could arise. If anything does arise, please let us know, and we're you know we'll bo- we'll do our best to take care of you. Okay. And at this point, it seemed like it was getting amicable. She comes back in the piercing room. I install her jewelry. We have a lot of good conversation. She leaves. Fucking hour later, essay on Yelp about how she is so tired of being berated by men and men in the industry telling her all this stupid shit. And it was like completely directed at me because I spoke up and just tried to say, Hey, we're just, we're just saying something might not work in your favor. And it was the way that the, the gem was going to be positioned, you know, like this ring was going to fit this way. So she didn't want that. And we're like, well, then we don't know what to do. So, I mean, there's this huge, you can go on Yelp and read it. This big old Mm -hmm. thing about, about how, uh, yeah, go to 616's Yelp and you can read all these stupid things. You can <laughs> and and she's she's talking to she's the, the the thing doesn't have really anything to do with our total interaction and how combative it was from the get-go. It's just simply how men just think that we're on this high horse and we're always right and you know, multiple men in the industry. And the story I got from her is she has worked with other of our others of our colleagues. And had a great experience. So I don't know where she's, I don't know where that came from. But like Brianna and I sat down, I think we were, uh, you know, we were at the grocery store and we sat down to eat and we were just like awestruck thinking of what the fuck did we do? What can we do? I think Brianna tried to reach out to her. I tried to reach out to her. Nothing. Like just, she just wanted to say what she had to say. So at the end of the day, we had to kind of, come to our peace with it because I tried we both tried for probably two days and believe it or not we're a little bit more sensitive than we leave on lead on Super sensitive. it is it was really hard to read that and just have no clue I couldn't even learn from it I couldn't read that and go okay I can take this back the only thing I could take back from that was to sit in the corner and keep my mouth shut and that's yeah. not gonna happen
2: Honestly, it it, you know, looking at it now, so without like really taking too much time on this one thing, basically um what she came in with was like saying that she had issues with all threaded jewelry. All threaded jewelry didn't work. So I did that thing where I like let her talk about it and then all I was trying to do was figure out, you know, what pieces she's had in the past, why it didn't work. I really was just trying to help her figure out how to be able to wear um, like a stud style piece of jewelry that's threaded by doing what what usually works for me. So like explaining how I wear threaded jewelry and it works great. And she I think that that's where she maybe felt not heard because I kept asking her questions that might have made her feel like I was trying to tell her she was wrong but I don't feel like I was saying it in a way that would make her feel like she was wrong. I genuinely was just trying to be like, you can't, it's not It's not over. You know, this isn't the end of you wearing this kind of jewelry. And then that's when, you know, Nick was listening to that going on. And, um, you know, she had said that a ring will make it less, you know, less irritated than a stud. And it just was like this back and forth. And then finally, Nick was like, hey, um, have you ever... like? I think you said something about checking the the threaded jewelry, and I think that's where we lost her. I think the yeah. moment we, we asked her a question that might have made her feel like she was supposed to be checking on her jewelry, and it might have been her responsibility, is when it went downhill. Yeah. And I kid you not, we were at a Whole Foods for like two hours talking about what we should do, because it was like Nick was really frustrated because she did seemingly leave happy i was so confused and you know we just went back and forth about like do we respond how do we handle this what do we do it was that was yeah it was that's fun. right
3: and then the the you know and this is kind of a sidetrack to it but it does go with it where there was all this nonsense and then in the end going like telling me i don't know how to work with jewelry whatever i forget but then saying like and their least expensive ring was 40 dollars and yeah this, this is the part that really annoys me about that review and about several others that have come up where they have to chime in about the cost of something as if that's relevant read the sign on the door look at the jewelry in the cases telling me that i not only didn't hear you and that i just berated you or whatever the exact words were telling us that 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 all of this was shit and then you paid too much <laughs> Why did you Uh, purchase from us and not just leave? mm -hmm. Like maybe we weren't for you. And that that really sucks to say, but that's the honest truth. We are not for everybody.
2: Yeah. You're you're going to come into
3: our stores and you're going to raise a fuss about all this cost. My product does not fit your budget and it is not my responsibility to make my product fit your budget. If you want my product, it is your responsibility to make your budget fit our product.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think you you make a really good point with that because there are some clients um, where it's almost like before they even come in, they're already mad about it. You know, like I had somebody call the other day and he was asking me about options for like. Lip jewelry, and I was explaining everything. Told him how much it was going to be. Told him what we had, and every time I said something, he was like, "Well, I don't want something with a gem. I'm not a girl." And I was like, "Okay, well, <laughs> that's fine. We can we can look at something else." Then I told <laughs> him how much it was going to be, or you know what the jewelry starts at. It's like, "What? Well, that's so stupid." He kept saying it was stupid. So I'm on the phone thinking, "There's no way this person's going to come in here. They don't." want what we offer you know but he came in and the whole interaction was the same way in person and like our piercer was here and our piercer was like concerned about leaving me alone with him and i was just like i don't even understand why you would come into a studio already knowing that you you don't like what they're about and that was that was a situation that was like he special ordered some jewelry and the whole time told me how stupid it was, how ridiculous it is. It was like being weird to our clients. And I ended up telling Leo about it. And I was like, this person made me so uncomfortable. I didn't even tell him that it was going to take like five months to get the jewelry. Like, <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Right. I didn't even tell him cause I was so scared what was going to happen after that. And then, you know, I told Leo like, that is a person i guarantee you would not even care about being our client so in the you know in the future if he calls back and is like pissed about how long it's going to take can i have permission to just tell him i'll give him his money back cuz i would rather never see him again in my life you know yeah. and that's like we never really have situations like that but that's that's a thing where i can definitely see him being upset And saying like, well, why didn't you tell me it was going to take this long? Or this jewelry costs so much money. Why does it take so long? And that's a person I can confidently say like, go, go back into the world. (laughs) Like we're okay on you.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's one of those things. There's definitely going to be folks that are just not happy Mm -hmm. with anything. And I, I, I hate to say it, but it's almost now like, getting a piercing is a right to some people mm-hmm. and it's it's more of like i try to stress this every time it's a luxury item yeah it is like you don't need it it's not and and let's even throw this in there it's not like your phone or the internet like you need those things in this digital age like i get it like those yeah. are things that like like my dad would be like i guess so you know but like this is one of those things where you don't need it and if it's too expensive just save for it and then get it. Like that's, that's a thing that a lot of people have a hard time with, especially with, you know, I refer to it as like the Amazon age where I remember as a kid, like I would order something and be like, Oh, let's get here in two weeks. And now as an adult, I'm like, shit, it's been two days. Like where is it? You know? And it's, it's one of those things like my my wife makes fun of me because I order little nerd models from England and she's like, why do you keep checking the mailbox? I'm like, I don't know when these things are going to show up. Like, and it's it's so stressful to me because mm-hmm. I just want these stupid things. And I'm like, I need to calm it down because this is dumb. You know, like yeah. as a consumer, I just need to like cool my jets because it doesn't matter if I get it today or tomorrow.
2: Yep.
3: I I really enjoy when people, um, you know, we tell them our turnaround times, they go, ooh, but that's my only option. Oh,
1: I hate the huh? teeth sucking and, thing. And we go, yeah, man.
2: it's a terrible noise.
3: And this is for everything. I mean, that they, they do that if you go, okay, your nostril with this bare bones piece of jewelry, you know, in our stores, mind you, we're talking about two very specific stores. And they come in and we say, hey, it's going to be, you know, kind of $120 minimum, blah, blah, blah. blah. And they go, oh, really? I'm like, why? Why? Okay, yes. Um, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But anyway, so so you go. They talk to you about the wait time, and then they they say okay, and they sign the paperwork. Like we have we have release forms, and we date them all and everything. So and it's like a whole log. There's a whole system. It's not like I just take your money and hope for the fucking best. And I call and I get an estimate, and they go okay. So they agree. They call me back a week later, and they're frustrated. But and we have to go through the spiel every few weeks when they call to check. And you go, it's okay, ma'am. It'll be here, like I said, you know, maybe December 14th. Meanwhile, this is in June.
0: Yeah. yeah.
3: And they go, I just just don't understand. Like, you brought it up. Why is it so expensive and it takes so fucking long? And you go, you know what? You think you're the only one stressed that your jewelry takes so fucking long to get? Do you know how hard it is to run a piercing studio right now Mm -hmm. when you cannot get jewelry? Do you understand what that is like? You're not the only one out of jewelry, ma'am. <laughs> ma'am.
2: Yeah, I had that come up with um, a special order today. And the, the woman's been waiting since the beginning of August. Um, and I was told it was going to take three more weeks, putting us right at five months. Um, and I, I straight up told her, I was like, you know, I know that I told you it was going to be around four months. And... this is just kind of what's happening with our jewelry companies and it's not only special orders. It's all of our jewelry too. So everything is just, is just kind of like that. And I'm, I'm really sorry. I know how bad it sucks to have to wait so long for jewelry, especially like custom jewelry that you're super excited about. Um, But I was like, I'll tell you that the moment it gets here and in the future, you know, if you don't want to wait for special order, like custom stuff like this, you don't have to. Um, we stock, you know, a a bunch of basic jewelry that you can still choose from. And she responded and she was like delightful, you know, which is insane. You know, you're waiting five months for like a pre it's a pretty basic piece of jewelry. Honestly, it's just like different colors that we didn't have. Um, so I think like, again, you know, not just like wait times and pricing. Those are, those are like points of, um, where people can get really upset really quick. I think just being human with them and, you know, like you don't have to go that extra mile to explain like, you know, our shop is waiting for jewelry too. Or, you know, one time I, I was waiting six months for a piece of jewelry from this company. I think it really helps people understand that, like, you know what they're going through because you do. But if they're mad at you, the first thing I do is say like, Hey, I've been there like I know I I thank you for being so patient thank you for understanding and a lot of times they're they're cool with it after that
0: yeah some
1: yeah some communication is always better than no communication yeah so even some of the studios that I've worked for have like every month when it's not in they're like hey just kind of want to give you an update like we're still waiting on it we haven't forgotten about you and people are like oh that's cool and it usually makes things a lot easier too
2: it goes such a long way
1: it does. It really does. But I, I've enjoyed all this. I'm going to shift it just a hair. So, uh, we've just been talking about clients that we deal with in the studio primarily, but the whole, I would, I gotta say, it's like the bane, especially when <laughs> I owned a piercing studio. Uh, online reviews or negative comments on like your Instagram or Facebook posts or any of those things. So, do you guys? engage with those clients to try to figure out what's all like what's wrong with them directly do you like message them about it or do you just delete them how do you guys typically handle them
2: for like specifically negative or like bad reviews
1: yeah because i mean once we get a positive review it's like thumbs up thanks so much like i really appreciate it but but the negative reviews definitely require a little bit more finesse
2: yeah um with those, so Yelp isn't very popular here in Iowa. Like I don't, I, I feel like it's very situational because like everybody, it seems like Yelp is huge for Nick. Um, we have like four total Yelp reviews and Facebook reviews are really big for us. Those are what we kind of pay attention to the most. Um, and those I feel like because our Facebook and our Instagram are so popular so much more popular and where people kind of reach out to us the most. Um, We, we try to make it obvious that we respond to all questions, concerns, comments, whatever. Um, We don't, if it's like a negative review, we usually, or like a negative comment on Instagram, because that's kind of silly to go back and forth on, on Instagram comments. Um, We'll say like, Hey, we got your comment, we're going to send you a message in a few minutes here. Or same thing with Facebook. Sometimes we'll we'll just respond right to the review. Um, but we never ignore them. Um and we never delete them unless it's like insane, which has never happened. Like we don't hide it because I feel like removing stuff is really it's kind of sketchy too. Um we've asked like there was one specific review that we had it was like the one bad review we had on facebook and it really messes with you like mentally you're like we have you know however many yeah, absolutely. reviews. and then there's this one person you know who had to leave a one-star review um but basically the situation was she came in and she paid for piercings for her daughter and was totally cool in person and then it was almost like she went home fell asleep and woke up and was upset that she spent that money and that frustration came out. Oh yeah. And that frustration came out in a review on our Facebook. Um, so we reached out to her and we, we said like, Hey, we totally remember you. And we remember this situation going this way and we thought you were happy and everything was great. We told you pricing beforehand, you know, it wasn't none of this was a surprise to you. Um, and she ended up saying like, oh, you're totally right. I just went home and was kind of like, I felt guilty about how much money we spent and everything was fine. And it's like, well, why would you say that then? Like, Why would you, knowing that like small businesses, like ours is so affected by stuff like that. How can you just go on and like say all of these awful things about your experience, how much, how much money it was, whatever. And anyway, so like personally, that was my thought on it. Like, why would you do that then if you're acknowledging that you just felt bad about the money you spent? Um, But yeah, so we reached out to her, we smoothed it over. And then at the end of it, we were just like, if you don't mind taking down the one star review, you know, if you if you truly feel like the way that you said you feel after we've talked, if you don't mind taking it down. She was like, oh, yeah, totally. I'll take it down. No problem. She never took it down. End of the story. She never took it down. It's still there. Of she didn't. But no. Um, but that's kind of how we approach all of all of the negative reviews. As much as I can sit in the shop or like at home and bitch about it and complain about it and take it personally, um, the way that we talk to the clients about it is so opposite. <laughs> it's like because, like I said, we t- it is. For me, stuff like this is my entire life. Like this is all I've known since I was a teenager. So when someone comes at you like that um, or says something about the way that you treated them and you, you know that you're doing your best, it is so personal and I take it so hard. So like I, I lose it when that happens. But the way that I approach people is so different than how it makes me feel. You know, I I try to act better than I feel. I don't so think you're I, the only.
1: Yeah. Go ahead. No, sorry. I don't. I really don't feel like you're the only one. That like when they get a bad review, it's it's like the only way that I can describe it to people outside the industry is like, have you ever had anyone break up with you out of the blue and you were like really into them and it makes like <laughs> your stomach like feel like it yeah. dropped and flipped. Like, yeah. That's, Feels like Because you're just like, oh, my God, like I put everything that is my heart and soul into this. And then it's like, you're terrible.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it, you're it's, like,
1: hmm. it, yeah, it's such an awful feeling. And, you know, I I wish more people would take time to look at reviews because someone that has like three reviews and they're all one star. You're mm-hmm. just like, OK, you're just a very unhappy human. And then yes, you look at other people yeah. who are like five stars, like this is three stars, and they're like, whoa, like that person probably did something pretty poor. Right. But it, yeah. Like you can't just look at one stars. It's like, like, had beard, one star. <laughs> you're like, all <laughs> yeah. right. Or like if you look on like Amazon, like that shit is mind blowing. It will be like, took longer to ship, two stars. And you're like, what? Like, oh, how is the no. product bad? Because it took long to ship. You know, it's just, it's unfortunate, but like some people just wake up on the wrong side of the bed every day.
2: Or they just like live on the wrong side of the bed. Um... Here's
3: the thing. It boils down to, uh, I think a lot of people are not going to like that. I'm going to say this out loud, but I'm going to address it. Our world is filled with entitlement. And when it comes to, I think our businesses cater to very, uh, a wide variety of people. But I think the vast majority of them need to have it their way right now. Everything Mm -hmm. everything tends to be that way. So if you come into my studio on every given day or any given day, I'm sorry, majority of the clients that you're going to see, you probably would be curious how I got them to interact with me. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, to be completely honest, you know, it is what it is. And I love it. I love every minute of it. But, um, you know, like Brianna was saying, it's fucking crushing. You could literally walk up to me. Maybe not you too. That would hurt. But <laughs> um, <laughs> most people could walk up to me and say, I don't fucking like you. And I would look at them and I would probably chuckle and say, and, and, and be fine with it. I wouldn't think twice mm-hmm. of it because realistically speaking, that's just how the world works. Right. Whoop do fucking do? Mm-hmm. This is my heart and soul. This is my money. This is, my, this is how I make my money, and this is how I spend my money. The, mm-hmm. Everything in this studio belongs to me. Every way, the whole way the place was made was designed by me. Every piece was picked by me and my staff. Every interaction involves me. Mm-hmm. So when you turn around and you say that I wasn't good enough when I gave you everything, it's hard. Because I have to turn around and I have to evaluate my interaction. And a lot of times, I think what we immediately do is we point the finger. We say, no, 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 you fucked it up. Not me. I did everything I could for you. And the reality is, is we got to turn around and look at ourselves. Like, what did I do in that interaction? Majority of the time. And I know that majority of the time in my negative reviews, there wasn't too much from me. I mean, there's plenty from me. Don't get me wrong. It's not like I did nothing wrong in all of these. It's just that you know, they weren't really stoked because they wanted it a different way or, or, or whatever, you know, they wanted the interaction Mm -hmm. to go differently. Um, it's kind of gut wrenching. I think you you see me handle it really well on the internet. Um, but you wouldn't believe how long it takes me to get there. Um, I think what I have to do personally is sit back and read it probably 30 or 40 times, (laughs) not even kidding um evaluate my feelings on that which if you know me is really difficult to do and not burst out and go what the fuck do you want yeah because that's what everybody wants to do that's what that's what they expect you to do now here's something that i think a lot of people don't understand about reviews the review most of the time we have to look at it as no matter what i say back to this person I firmly believe that majority of those people are not going to give a shit what I say back. I don't think they're going to look at that review again. I think they're going to post it and go, ha ha ha, I got them, you know, damn their business. I'll show them and burn them down. Right. That's how I feel like they're attacking. Maybe they're not, but what you have to do.
2: I was going to say, I mean, sometimes it, it's hard because like sometimes that is just what happens. And I think it's kind of on us to do like that soul searching to figure out what we need to do to be, to be that, like that person that seems like nothing really gets to them so that we don't run the risk of like turning people, like turning people away or scaring people away. We have to kind of look like everything is fine and we're always here to please you. And like, that's how you have to look on the internet. For people to, be, you know, to believe that this this entire company, everybody that works here, is just like here to please you, and a lot of times that means like, like sitting on those feelings that you have that just make you go fucking crazy. Like, well, I'm
3: a I'm a naturally defensive person. Yeah, I think a lot of us are. I mean, I'm look at this. Look at this industry. You know, like look at it. Look at the people involved in this industry. A lot of us have some, some kind of, you know,
1: thing going on in there. <laughs> and it just some weird It thing. just is what it is. It just is what, what it is. is Outsiders from high school. That's how I always describe yeah. Yeah. what the piercing industry is. The island yep. of
3: misfit toys. Yeah. And, and so, but here's, so my point of that is I don't want to paint the picture. Like, I don't care what you say. And I don't care about the interaction. Of course I do. That's why I made this business. That's why I made this business what it is. That's why I dedicated this all of my time, all of my money, everything to this business. right? But if I don't think I can win you back, and a lot of these times I don't think I can win this person back, at the very least what I can show is that I understand what they're saying. I am taking their review and I'm going to evaluate to the best that I can and see if we can implement any changes if necessary into our studio to make sure that things like this don't continue to happen.
2: Yeah. I think those like general, those general things you say to people and your responses to reviews. um, I think it really does help. And it's like, it's again, it's like really what you feel is so different than the words you are typing. It's like, God damn it.
3: But I do. No, but I do. No, that's the thing. My initial feeling is get the fuck out of here again. Yeah. But I do genuinely. Now, there's a lot of reviews on there. If you read and you read my responses, like there's a lot of them where you can read and go, what could he possibly do to change that? Nothing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, no, there's not much I can do to a lot of these scenarios. But what I can do is I can make it so that other people reading the reviews are not thinking that I don't give a shit when something goes wrong. Yeah. So the thing is, is responding to a review is kind of an art form. And it's not that I'm being devious and trying to trick you. What I want to make sure happens is that the next person that reads this sees that this is something that maybe could happen to them. Maybe yep. it could. Maybe they're going to walk in and they're not going to like our prices. Maybe they're going to walk in and they're just not going to like, you know, one of my staff members. And that these are all things that can happen, okay? But they're going to understand that I heard you. And that you know, I'm sorry if that was how this went. I hope I can make it up to you or to any other reader. I hope you don't have the same experience. I want everybody that comes into this store to know that they are my number one. Without them, I wouldn't have this. Without them, my passion would just be who fucking knows what. It'd be something. It wouldn't be here, right? So if I didn't care, I wouldn't respond. And I think it is necessary to respond to most of them, good and bad.
1: Yeah, and and there's definitely some finesse with that. I, I really think that you actually bringing up the point of like self reflection is a really valid point because I don't think a lot of people when they see a review, they don't go, Hey, this person's like, or or what did I do wrong? It's more of like, screw that guy. Like immediately yeah. the, the wall goes up and then they it's just different. blast him out of the water. And, and I'm going to put on my Will von dad hat with like a grandpa quote, you know? And that's like, if you're not one of the two people arguing, both of you Mm -hmm. look wrong. So it's just like one of those things where I think you need to, exactly what you said, spend some time, think about it. Before you write it out, when you're fired up with emotion, like you're only going to do more damage or like pour more gasoline on the fire. So just like take some time, think about it, think of what you could have done differently and then try to, try to, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for?
2: Reapproach. I, I think it's like what kind of what you said. I am a very emotional responder. Um, I've gotten way better at it now that I've spent some time actually recognizing that about myself. I've had moments where like something will happen and I will start typing furiously and I have to be like, okay, this feeling that I have right now where it feels like my whole body is shaking over like, somebody saying that a piece of jewelry is ugly or whatever, um, that's not okay. <laughs> like
1: yeah.
2: what what's happening right now is an emotional response because I personally feel attacked because the thing they're attacking, which they're not attacking, they're just making a comment, um, is my entire life. So yeah. I I often have to like stop myself Delete well, it is a personal this, attack, the yeah. messages. Yeah, delete it the messages. And then you know? Mm-hmm. It, it is a personal attack.
3: And then re-approach. It is a personal attack. And from my standpoint, and, and so I just hired uh, two new people, one of which to take over management and to take over, uh, you know, things like this, because I think the two of us combined have a much better head on our shoulders than just me. And something that was very important for me to recognize is that so that I don't burn out, and become the person that's just like, man, I give a fuck what they say, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I have to approach things a bit different. And I do I do think that I approach them a lot different than I approach certain things in my daily life. But also, like, that's taught me how to approach certain things in my regular life. (laughs) Like, sometimes you just got to be the bigger person. But the thing is, though, no, you know why it hurts so bad? Because it is a personal attack. This is literally everything to me. And it's not that I just work here. It's mine. So when you go, oh well, six sixteen this, six sixteen that, negative negative negative. Okay, I get where you're coming from, but you're just telling me that I suck.
1: Yeah, it's your kid, man. Like yeah. it, it's basically someone being like, yeah, your kid sucks, and the immediate response is well, well, fuck you, like yeah. without even without even thinking twice, like it's your baby. Yeah. That is your firstborn. Like it is like the thing that makes you wake up, it's the first thing you think about it, it's the last thing you think about before you go to bed. It's a kid. Like it is basically a kid for a lot of people.
3: And like and you're trying to take it from me and shit on it.
1: And it's you know? <laughs> it's unfortunate because a lot of people will make a comment and they will think I this this is what bothers me as a human. When I leave a review, I try to leave a review to be like hey this person was really helpful be like i'd really enjoy next time if like maybe this happened you know Mm -hmm. like giving some sort of like input for it but a lot of people will just be like this place sucks too expensive period leave it never think about it and then you spend the next four nights of your life just sitting in bed being like what did i do wrong yeah Mm -hmm. like
2: four nights if you are like kind of mentally healthy like
1: yeah and, <laughs> and I, like, like let's be longer <laughs> yeah let's be real like i like i said before like we're the island of misfit toys as nick puts it like it, it's just one of those things where like not all of us are like super healthy because we worry about this stuff all yeah. the time what? i don't
3: even worry about my personal altercations like that you know i could no. get into an argument i could get into a, a you could get into a fist fight and I probably wouldn't give a shit later. You know, it's like, that's how much this stuff means to us. But you know, it does feel like someone's trying to burn down your establishment. Sometimes now I realize that one is kind of reaching out because I, I know for a fact, you're going to make me talk about it. But like (laughs) a lot of these are just like, Oh, my interaction with so-and-so sucked or, Oh, too expensive period. And there are a bunch of things where you're just like, I don't, I don't really have too much to say to that. Because yeah. it's just a rude comment, you know. Yeah, like, like you're
2: just kind of being a mean person at this point. So how do I?
3: How do you want like, me to grow from that? Yeah. Oh, it's too expensive. I'm okay, Deborah. Oh, like right. what?
1: <laughs> Deborah.
3: Well, then Whoa. you know. Then now I'm left to assume that your Louis handbag is fucking counterfeit. Yeah, you know, I don't know, but no, there's that's rude. Take that out. But you know, there's like <laughs> a whole bunch of shit that's just it's it's very very tricky to navigate and i think one of the key things one of the most important i don't remember if i was taught this figured it out what so if you're the person that taught me that thank you but one of the most important things that was like this aha was when i realized that a lot of these responses are going to have to be for the next viewer mhm yeah so that's if exactly, i act
2: if i act exactly how i feel
3: that. this very moment the next person is going to just agree. If I can, if I, if I can't, if I can't do anything about this particular scenario anymore, and that sucks, I really wish I could, but I can't. So now what I have to do is make sure that it doesn't escalate. If I don't respond, I run the risk of looking like I don't care. If yep. I respond in a way that is proactive, even if it's defensive, if it's still proactive, then hopefully other people can view that and say okay cool well you know there's that and uh, yeah, let's that, just that see how this happens. goes
2: yeah. yeah and i mean think about any time you've seen someone on the internet fighting with somebody else like i feel like most of the time you're like these people are idiots like what are you doing you're yeah. a, you're adults you know like there is no winner in that situation you both look ridiculous right and that's yeah. like that's you know, the kind of like Nick was saying, everything, every response, every comment to something is like, everybody else that is looking at that, that's what they're going to see of you and that's what they're going to think of you. So like you said, you know, even just acknowledging them and, you know, if it is something that you think might get heated, I, I love bringing it to like a personal message and just commenting saying like, hey, we're going to send you a message. You know, so the people outside can see that it's been taken care of and then personally we can figure it out between like email or message or whatever
3: does that work for you do people ever actually respond because i don't get shit
2: sometimes i mean again like i feel like our clients and your clients are a lot different and i do if you had told me that the people you um interact with online just don't respond to you before i saw it happen I'd be like, no way. Like if you talk to them, they're totally going to answer because that's my experience with it. But mm-hmm. a lot of your people really do just want to say something shitty and then you try and you try and reach out to them and there's no response. So like at the end of your day, I can see how you would feel kind of defeated and unwilling or like not really as willing to to reach out to people from that point on. So it's like you kind of, it sucks because you have to take those hits over and over and over again and keep producing this, like super happy personable, like wanting to make everyone like, please everyone persona that's on the internet. But like Mm -hmm. the back, the back end of it is like, I am trying, I am reaching out and I'm not getting anything from it. So it's like, I think you have to be prepared to constantly take hits. And just like get back up and re like every day, just recycle the same. All right, I'm going to reach out to this person. I'm going to try to hear them out. This is how I'm going to handle it. it. Like knowing that you might just get nothing in return.
3: Well, you know how in-store you have your retail face?
2: Yes. Yeah.
3: Okay. Maybe you're having a bad day. You and your partner are having a hard time. Hell, you just, you drank too much the night before and you feel terrible. Any number of things. It doesn't matter what it is. You just don't feel good. you know Mm -hmm. that you have to perform Mm -hmm. you know that every client can't know what's going on this is the real world if i go to a store and i can read everybody it doesn't work you know and you can read people and you know i think we're nice enough people to say "Ooh, that person might be having a bad day but they're doing great you know they're doing great whatever so you have your retail face why does that not extend to the internet that was another thing that kind of clicked. It's like retail face. It's like, okay, all right, Deborah, I hear you. And <laughs> I really, I, I, you know, I'm sorry that, that this worked out this way. I wish there was a way that we could make it up to you. Please mm-hmm. feel free to reach out. Um, and, and then there you have it. And no, I stopped reaching out to people specifically. Um, sometimes I will via email, but when it comes to, like if we're having kind of an email uh, altercation, if you will, like an email back and forth type thing, mm. you know, I'll definitely, can, I I will, once something's kind of settled for a while, I might wait a week and I go, Hey, so-and-so, I just want to check in, see how you're doing, make sure everything's going well, blah, 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 you know, whatever. Yeah. Um. But you know, as far as like Google and Yelp reviews, I don't, I respond directly really? on there because I had no choice but to settle with the fact that they're, probably not going to do much about it, if anything. And then hopefully somebody else can see that and say, and they like that we give a shit.
2: Yeah. Yeah, as a side note to this, the story that we told about the client that left us a bad Yelp review, we both reached out to that client and she said nothing to either of us. What,
3: three three different platforms, right? Yeah. It was like Facebook, Yelp, and email and not a damn thing.
2: Yeah, like she had, it's just... It really just like messes with you. And like I said, I think you have to have that online retail face. You don't have a choice. And I feel like our shops, specifically ours, like I, I don't feel like our shop is busy enough that I can just act like I don't care about stuff like that or even let something slide because we're not, you know, Mint is not the kind of shop that's just going to be So busy, no matter what, like, we're not that kind of shop. So every client interaction does matter a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, when I came to visit you, just like the whole play, the way that all played out, I was, I was bummed. I was like, I have not experienced this, this amount of like putting my time and energy into figuring out what could have made this better for this person, and then reaching out to them to get nothing in return. Like, what do you do with that? All you can do is accept defeat and be like, well, next time I'm going to do the same exact thing.
3: That's the thing, right? Is we wanted them to put their pride aside and just leave us alone. So Mm -hmm. we kind of have to learn to put our pride aside and just take it.
2: Yeah. And just let it happen.
3: And the thing is, you were at my studio. So our studio is kind of like as far as busyness goes, maybe two steps ahead of yours. We're not yeah. a super high volume studio, but we're definitely Daddy. a moderate volume studio, you know, yeah. and de- and it depends on the season. But the thing is you, uh, you and Leo, myself and a couple other people built our brands very in, we're in the internet age. So it's very heavily based on, you know, uh, 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 Instagram very specifically mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. And what that comes We also are super big on Yelp and Google for some reason, which I both love and hate, Um, but we get a lot. So I don't have, even though I probably can look at every one of those and go, eh, that sucks, but we're just going to leave that be. I don't want to, I don't want yeah. to ignore that because people do look, people do go to those places and we get, you know, we, on our, on our sheet, it says, you know, how'd you hear from us? yell, people come in all the time. Oh, we came in on Yelp, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I, I can't, I can't ignore it, you know? And I don't yeah. want to ignore it. I don't want people to think that I don't give a shit about them. I answer every single email because every one of them comes to my phone. I've been told by Francis. I've been told by Lindsay. I've been told by Micah. I've been told by countless other people All very important. You need to leave that shit off your phone. And no, I will answer your email if I'm awake at 1:30 in the morning. I'm answering your email.
2: Yeah, that's a very business owner type thing to do. I feel like. I mean, I'm really bad at it with with a lot with a lot of our like Instagram um, messages or when our employees message me about stuff. Like, it's nearly impossible for me to see it and just let it go. Like. Mm -hmm it doesn't it doesn't just go away if someone messages me and is like wait until you're at work again but all these things i'm like no that's not how this works i don't wait yeah. until i'm at work again in 2 days like
3: even just to let them know you're there though like let's yeah. say you don't i mean you're you you've got things way 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 more hammered down than i can my system my my systems don't work the same as yours so you can pull out your macbook and be like boom here's all the info i can give you but since i can't do that yeah yeah. one of the things that i do is i say hey you know i really appreciate your message i just want to let you know that since i'm not in the office i can't actually uh give you the information that you need but i'll get back to you as soon as i'm in and i fucking do yeah i answer every dm i answer every email i like they're all from me and if they're not from me it's because Lindsay got to it before i did You know, we're there. We do give a shit. So it really sucks when people turn around and go, well, they weren't taking care of me. In what way did I not take care of you? The only way I didn't take care of you is I didn't let you haggle my price or I didn't let you get out of your paperwork or something like that. You know,
2: you know, I think like every time you say something like that, I am I fully agree with you. I'm like, yeah, that that's exactly how I feel. But I think it's just remembering that these people have no idea. Like no. it's unfortunate that that our clients don't all know what our lives have been like leading up to us just working at these studios now um but they don't, and you can't you can't react to them in a way that would be like they have our whole life story, you know they don't mm-hmm. know anything about what went into to building this shop or putting mint here or putting six sixteen there it's like. They're just here for a nose piercing. That's sure, that, you know they don't. They don't really know what it was like for us. So, well, it sucks. Like it, it would be really cool if they approached it and left reviews based on, you know, this history of what went into us being here and having these jobs. But they just don't. <laughs> yeah. you
3: no, know, man. It is what it is. You know, it's just those are the things that we think about before yeah. it goes in. You know, mm-hmm. and then at the end of the day you have that realization that these people don't they don't have the slightest clue. So if I respond like that, what difference does it make? I just wasted my wasted my time.
2: Yeah, they're just gonna look at us like we're assholes and we're like, No, but we're trying to tell you that we love this so much, that's why we're mad.
1: <laughs> and and that right there is honestly the reason why I wanted you to on this week's episode like like that's like a really good stopping point because yeah. it it's the big thing that I just try to stress uh to let, let's be real to a lot of younger people that are in younger less experienced people that are in our industry it's that hey you're not going to make everyone happy like mm-hmm. they don't understand where we're coming from or what we've had to do to to get to where we are so you know like Nick said take some time digest what mm-hmm. they said, try to reflect mm-hmm. and then go from there. Yeah. Cause, Cause let's be real. There are more, more often than not, we're seeing a lot of people just like fly off the handle responding to reviews. And you're yeah. just like, it, it makes you like, Oh God. Like, no, please don't do this. Like, yeah. And I, and I feel like this episode here, like validates a lot of the feelings that a lot of people are going to have. Like, mm-hmm. like, Hey, it's okay to be upset. Like, it's okay to not let people walk all over you. and, I think it's just really important and I really appreciate you guys being so honest about this because I think it's going to be refreshing to a lot of people. And I think it's really going to make a lot of people maybe take a step back and look at how they deal with like customer interactions, uh, whether it be in person or on social media. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I I think it's really like big picture. You need to think about, how you're being perceived by your clients and potential clients, especially if you are not at a studio that's just going to make money because they're open. Um, and a lot of times it does mean like taking, taking that hit and like picking yourself back up and putting yourself together because like stuff like this has only been this relevant in the last few years. I feel like, um, And I think it's a learning process. It's been a learning process for me. Like I've never interacted with people on the internet for my, uh, you know, as my job as much as I do right now. Um, And it's, it's definitely becoming a part, like I'm learning a lot more about, like Nick was saying, you know, how I even am in my personal life. We were never taught these things. You just start working at a shop when you're 18 or whatever, and you just like, all you know is the people that you work with. And, you know, when I started working at Infinite when I was 18, it was just us. Like, we didn't pay attention to the internet or what was going on there. It was like, we were busy because we were open. We only knew, like, what we talked to about with one another. But now it's like, it's all this other stuff to take into consideration. And all these emotions and feelings about your job and your position and your shop that never came up before. So it's like, Having people, you know, like Nick or other business owners to talk to you about this stuff has been huge for me. Like, Leo is great with it. Derek Lowe at St. Sabrina's is like, he is so many times was like, Brianna, you cannot talk about a jewelry company that way on the internet. And I'm like, w- but why? I don't get it.
3: Derek is also really, really good at, wait, hold on one sec. <laughs> <laughs> I had to pee real bad. Very good. <laughs> um, I, so one of the things that I do, I'm very guilty of, um, is because I can't stress enough, this stuff is actually incredibly, it hurts. It, it it absolutely hurts. It hurts every time. And then we gather ourselves, right? So one of the things that I do is I'll take a look around and I, and I, and I poke at other shops and I'm like...
2: What are they doing?
3: What happened? No, <laughs> what? what, what but it can't be just me. Someone's got to have the same complaint about somebody else, right? Like, yeah, I'm not that awful, am I? No, you're. And not. you know, sure, shit. You see the same things across the board. And one of the things I notice is there's a couple studios that will ignore most and then tackle the important ones. There's a couple studios that just don't do anything. Mm-hmm. And then there's a couple studios uh, that are embarrassing, right? <laughs> well. Getting back to my point, um, I knew that St. Sabrina's just had to have something. They're a phenomenal studio. They've been around for ages. But not everything can be, you know, sunshine and lollipops. There's no way. It doesn't matter how much amazing content they push out on the daily basis. Somebody's got something stupid to say, and I bet you it matches up here. Yep. So I want to know how they tackle it. Mm-hmm. And and just see if maybe there's something I can implement in my responses or maybe, maybe to just calm my nerves a little bit. Whatever, right? Derek. He's so that good. Dude,
2: He's that so dude, good.
3: I have watched him tear people a new asshole in the calmest.
2: Nicest way. They're uh, like happy he did it. They're like, oh, thank you, Derek Lowe, for telling yeah. me why I was wrong and why I should never say something like that again. Right. It's you know, crazy. he'll turn
3: around. I remember reading one um, one very specific review about a tattoo and it was some lettering. Working in tattoo shops and piercing shops like, <laughs> well, no, let's, tattoo shops. We've all heard it. Like, why can't you do this this way? Like, I want it. Right. And so this person went on this this essay and Derek wrote him an essay back and acknowledged every point. But it wasn't a fuck you in every point but it definitely was too.
2: Yeah. You know? Yeah.
3: And it was really well done where it was like, Hey dude, I see what you're getting at and I understand, but I need you to bring up this. Like you're forgetting this. This is why we go about things this way. And we can't sway that dude. We, we, we just can't sway that. So yeah. I'm sorry if you felt like we wronged you, but it's important that you know that we didn't wrong you in the slightest. We did everything in our power to make sure you understood what was happening and why. And now I feel like you're kind of lying here and that's unfortunate because we would have loved to help you out. We just wanted to guide you in a better direction, you know? And I was like, damn. And it was was way different, but he went into that person and, and I, and I still left going, I still left reading that going, how did he do that?
2: I know. I think you brought up like a, a very good, um, tool for people to use if they're running into the same scenarios like going and looking at what other shops are doing and how they're responding Uh, because I feel like reading some of the stuff that you know that Derek says or some of the ways that like Leo responds to stuff is super helpful it's like like I said it's a thing I've never been taught I've never been taught how to you know like interact with clients that are angry that way on the internet for everybody else to see like that's not just something you get trained in Mm -hmm. so you know going through and looking at what other busy studios are doing is super helpful because you know saint sabrina's they see so many people a day and they there's no way you can make all of them happy every time so (laughs) I I mean, I, even after you told me that when I was visiting you, Nick, I went and I looked through like St. Sabrina's industrial, I think like HTC, all these shops that I knew were super high volume. I was like, I was super curious to see what they were doing too.
3: Mm-hmm. It, it's helpful because it's very easy to feel alone yeah, and attacked, attacked and alone, you know, and you're out here just like. You know, these suburban mom wolves are just coming at you. And you're just like, what on earth can I do? And you you react the
2: only way you know how, which is defense. Like, Yeah. mm -hmm.
3: Yeah. You know, and you grew up in tattoo shops where it was kind of aggressive and defensive. And now we're in...
2: We're like mainstream. Yeah.
3: (laughs) We're in high-end mainstream boutiques. We are sought after studios. And I hope I'm not sounding arrogant with that. But, like, we're a very specific breed of studio and you know everyone else included in that i think we have to make sure that like we still present ourselves that way you know my old boss taught me taught me one if he ever taught me one thing and i think it really was only one thing um and it was (laughs) and it was this he was really upset with me about something um it was at a different different time in my life he was very upset with sat me down He wasn't excited about my behavior from the night before, which he was not involved in, and I was like, you know, whatever, right? He wasn't even there, but somebody had told him how I was acting, and he goes, you know what? You can't be doing that shit. And I said, Mm -hmm. what the hell do you care? You weren't even there. Right? It doesn't affect Mm -hmm. you. It doesn't affect this studio. It doesn't... Just leave me alone. Mm -hmm. And he goes, listen, kid, whether or not you want to believe it, every... Thing you do in or outside of this studio reflects your presence at this studio, it reflects our brand.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
3: That's a really tricky thing to navigate because you can't let this completely run your life. But there are certain scenarios where this is one of them, and this Mm -hmm. is very obviously reflecting our studio. But like, if you're out and about and someone starts talking to you, you know, at the grocery store and they're like, blah 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 blah, bear in mind. If you just go fuck off to that person <laughs> when they're talking to you about jewelry? Yep. And they find out where you work, they can do whatever the hell they want.
2: Which they will because And they will. Look, I mean no, you know, no offense, but look at you and look at me. I live in like a suburb of Iowa. They know where you work already yeah. probably. Yeah. Like everything you do online, personal life, whatever. It's if you are on the same level that we are, where like this is our whole lives and we care we care more than we can even control. It just has to be that way. It's like it's like all or nothing. And if you We're want the results, hard to to be, yeah. <laughs> if you want the results to be these studios that operate this way and look this way and you know, offer this experience, it's it's just what you have to do. So the online reviews, presence, whatever, it's just a part of what we've already been doing. Um, but it's something we couldn't predict was going to be such a big part of just working at a goddamn piercing studio. <laughs> like, mm-hmm.
3: It's
2: well, and there,
3: And everyone's a Yelper now. Everyone's a reviewer. Everyone's a reviewer. Yeah. Yelp, but that's a pretty big one. So yeah. everybody's a reviewer now and I never thought I'd give a shit about that because who, could, whatever, you're in a piercing studio. You're in a tattoo studio. And yeah. so you know you ride your high horse of getting all fives for years you're like of course i would we're awesome Mm -hmm,
2: mm -hmm.
3: nah nope and then you get shit on and i watched mine go down quick not down i mean it's not terrible by any means but i watched it last last holiday season get hit pretty hard
1: Mm -hmm. and then
3: this summer get hit pretty hard man and uh it was really 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 hard and i sit down and like there was days and days of watching these things happen and I was just like what the hell are we doing you know and then you go through all these evaluations and then finally I came to this conclusion that you know we're doing great we're going to kind of we're going to kind of take a few steps back take a look at everything see what we can implement or change or whatever you know do all that stuff but the bigger realization was just that like this is where we are this is the world that we're in and we yeah. We have to all we can do is just try our best and 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 work with it and just hope we can keep making people happy and recognize that you can't please everybody, unfortunately. Yeah.
2: yeah. I was gonna say, um earlier when you said about like the boutique or whatever kind of studios that we are in, I honestly feel like all of us are kind of getting pushed in that direction whether we like it or not. Like it's not really something that we are in complete control of you know those there are still those studios who are you know kind of old school and maintain that but the type of people that piercing and jewelry is um applying to now is completely different than what it was so Mm
1: -hmm.
2: again like you can either fight that and just be like well i don't want to be this customer service person i just am here to you know sell a piece of jewelry and do a piercing that's cool but that's not what I want for the place that I work, you know. Mm-mm. So I think it's just it's completely in our control what we do with what's happening, whether we like it or not.
1: That's true. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said before, I think this is just a like a really good conversation for a lot of people to listen to. and And it can be valuable to clients, too, because mm-hmm. maybe the next time before they post a review, they're like, whoa, like. <laughs> Maybe I should think about it, you know? Yeah. I, and and we're people too. Like if you have a problem, just come to us. We're not gonna be like, no, you're wrong. I would any rather
3: day? an email any day.
1: Yeah. I I agree with that too, but unfortunately I feel like this is where things are headed. So I mm-hmm. I really think it's a good idea to have this conversation just out in the open so that mm-hmm. that so some people can hear it. So yeah. Agreed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I wanna just say thank you so much for spending time with me uh, this evening and just talking about all this fun stuff. Uh, But uh, why don't you just go ahead and let our listeners know like where they can find you on social media and all those other fun things, just in case they have questions or maybe want to reach out to you to talk about this a little bit more.
2: Cool. So my personal Instagram is just my first and last name. It's Brianna underscore Sheehan. I also am on the Mint instagram pretty often it's just mint piercing so any like shop related things or questions either spot you send it to you can get me
3: same instagram or email best for me my personal um, my personal one i'm not so good at i will be completely honest with you you're best to reach me at the uh the shop page which is just at 616 piercing or if you want to reach us even faster Um, 616 piercing at gmail.com. You can also visit our website. There's a contact thing in there and majority of the frequently asked questions. Everything you need to know is actually in our websites as well. I think the same for Brianna and you can just fire away and we'll do what we can to help.
2: We're, we're always on, always willing to talk and help and anything work related. We can't shut it off. So
1: yeah, it's, it's forever (laughs) on. It never goes away. Yep. But, yeah, uh, thank you so much, guys. I super appreciate it. And uh, hopefully we don't hit any of these bumps in the road anytime soon for anybody. Uh, but yeah. if we do, at least uh, now we know that we aren't alone. Totally. Thanks it's for having It's
3: holiday us.
2: season. It's coming.
3: Oh,
1: yeah, it's coming. <laughs> it's definitely coming, say the very least. Let it be known, this conversation is just highlighting a common thing in the industry that affects us all. To the clients, future clients, our inside industry folk, let's be honest with each other. Without you, we wouldn't have businesses, doors to open, paychecks. Hell, our living is based on you, and we love you for it. This is less of a clients are grumpy, and more of an every industry has issues with their consumers. This, as all of our conversations is a starting point for discussions in our industry. If you have an opinion, let me know. Talk with your coworkers. Let us get the discussion started. Thank you so much to my guests this week for opening up and having this discussion with me. I've included links for everyone in this week's show notes. Please take some time to follow these guests, or better yet, visit them at their places of employment. In other news, I want to thank all you wonderful folks for their reviews on all the listening platforms, as well as listening in every few weeks. The number of lessons we get every week is staggering, and I can't express how amazing this makes me feel since we started. I also wanted to thank all of my Patreon subscribers for your continued support. If you'd like to support us and the things we do, consider becoming a fan on Patreon. Every dollar goes into making the podcast better. I would like to thank our ongoing sponsors of the podcast. Sponsor Goldheart Woodworks has been busier than ever with their new website, bodyjewelrydisplays.com. This site allows you to peruse the entire Goldheart Woodworks catalog. It will show you what your case could look like with a fine upgrade from these folks. But not only have they been up to that, they just announced their new red ash line. The warm color looks amazing with gold jewelry by simulating tones that are comparable to blush or warm cheeks. Give them a follow on social media to see their new designs. Or visit bodyjewelrydisplays.com today. Our final sponsor for this week's episode is from our California family. Adam and Shelby Richens have been crushing it in their city of Santa Cruz at the beautiful Amory Body Arts. This is the only studio I trust in Santa Cruz to send clients and listeners to. For all your piercing and jewelry needs, make sure to visit our friends at Amory. You can find more information about these companies under the Sponsors tab on our website, Realtalkpiercingpodcast.com.
0: To ask questions, suggest topics, or get more info about your host or today's guest, please visit us at realtalkpiercingpodcast.com. If you have a moment and enjoy the show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast platform. The views and opinions expressed by the host and guest are their own, and do not represent the official position of the Association of Professional Piercers or their places of employment. Music by Rogue for Free.